0: Welcome to your Calm Parenting Toolbox, the podcast for parents who want to get the most out of their kids and themselves. Here's your host, parenting coach, Heather Lindsay. Hello, and welcome to the final of this four-part series on some of the foundations for having a calmer household. My name is Heather Lindsay, and I'm the parenting coach here at Blissed Out Mums. And in case you're new to this podcast, firstly, hi, and nice to meet you. But everything I talk about here supports calmer households through practical tools and techniques that you can use to have the type of family that you want to have. And over the past three episodes, we've gone over some of the foundations to having a calmer household. First, we looked at the type of mum that we want to be through looking at um, our motherhood values, and then we followed this with parenting plans and family rules, and all of this works together to create a harmonious family environment, except that there is one piece of the puzzle missing, and that is what we are going to talk about today, and that is family meetings. Family meetings allow us to open a line of communication between us as parents and our children and this creates cooperation and fosters mutual respect and cooperation and respect decreases how often stressful situations occur and therefore in turn creates a calmer family environment. Last week, when I chatted about family rules, I mentioned that we need to tell our kids what the rules are before they get broken. Our kids don't know what they don't know. It's pretty unrealistic to expect that they should understand exactly what they should and shouldn't be doing by their own nature. Family meetings are when we can talk to our children about the rules and discuss the consequences. But they are also way more than that. Family rules are only a small part of parenting. And with family meetings, there is no topic that is off limits. Family rules and responsibilities may be the first thing that come to mind. But we can also talk about meal planning or upcoming special events, for example, holidays or birthdays. It can be a time to plan the upcoming week and different things that may be happening after school or before school. It can also be a time to chat about events that are happening outside of the home that may be impacting on the family. And the current global pandemic comes to mind here. Family meetings are not just about the parents talking to the children, but also the children letting the parents know what's going on for them. It could be discussing problems they're having with their friends or struggles with their siblings. It can be a time for the children to let the parents even know how they're doing as parents. So why are family meetings so important? Family meetings enable the members of the family to be heard, and when an individual is heard, they are empowered, they feel respected, and this supports a positive relationship between the two communicators. And we know that a positive relationship between parent and child is essential for their growth and development. It creates that safe and secure base that enables our child to feel confident to go out into the world and face the challenges and always know that they have someone safe and consistent to come home to. I am a big believer and advocate of starting to foster this type of parent-child relationship as early as possible. Not only because it gets our child off on the right start, but because the type of relationship we have with them when they are young is a good predictor of the one we will have with them when they go through those difficult teenage years. When they need us, but they don't understand how much. When I was a teenager, I went through some really rough times, including bullying, depression and a pretty serious car accident. Unfortunately, I really didn't have the type of relationship with my parents where I could turn to them for help. So I went it alone and it really did have devastating consequences. When I became a mum, I knew that I never wanted to have that type of relationship with them. I wanted them to be always able to turn to me and not just when they're young and having squabbles on the playground, but when life gets really tough. Now, hopefully they'll never go through the trials and tribulations that I did, but if they do, I will be there. So if these are all the benefits, how do family meetings actually work and how do you set one up? A family meeting doesn't have to be boring with an agenda, a formal setting and minutes. It can simply be a conversation around the dining table or even out in the garden. What it isn't, though, it's not just an ad hoc conversation. It has a purpose and a goal. When you're just starting out with family meetings, it's a good idea to start out with a single goal. And to do that, you need to look at what you want to be achieving. So if the goal is to increase communication between parents and children, then simply setting aside a time for everyone to talk about what's going on would be a great start. If you are wanting to use family meetings to help improve sibling rivalry and cooperation, then a goal of talking about working together and putting a framework such as my six hats process in place would be the main topic focus. And if you want to get everyone on the same page about the family rules, then working through the process from last episode would be appropriate, and so on and so on. Now, if you've listened to the previous three episodes, I'm hoping that you've realized that one of the things that you need to have organized before starting a family meeting is a parenting plan. A parenting plan will help guide you in working out what you want to be achieving with the family meeting. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go and have a listen to it as it will help this process be a lot smoother for everybody. Once you've worked out what you want to achieve, where to from there? So first, work out when you're going to hold the meeting and how often. And it's important to make sure that all members of the family are present. Second, work out where you'll hold it, you know, the dining table, the lounge room, outside, so on. Make sure it works for everybody. It's comfortable and preferably where everyone can sit in a circle so that someone isn't in a position of power or control over everyone else, like, for example, at the head of a table. And third is to start. It can be easy to fall into the trap of planning to do things, but not actually taking action. You know, your first family meeting won't be perfect and perhaps everyone won't be on board or you won't get the outcome you want, but at least you've started. From then on, you can continue to build and each time refine the process until the family meeting works for you. Now, there is a key part of the process that I haven't mentioned, and that is assessing what the impact of holding the meeting was. Whenever we change something, we need to know if it worked or not. There's no point doing something if it doesn't make any changes. This can simply be thinking or talking with your partner, your husband or your kids about how they feel about the process. Now, if we feel that it hasn't been successful or we faced resistance from partners or children and both things are not uncommon the first time, then it doesn't mean that the family meeting was a failure. There is no such thing as failure in parenting. After all, the word fail just stands for a first attempt in learning. Think about what you want to change and make the changes for the next family meeting and then go through the assessment process again and so forth. And that's that. Remember that family meetings are a part of an overall parenting strategy and they aren't the be all and end all of everything or a perfect solution. So these four episodes of this podcast are a foundation for creating a calm family. You know, we started looking at your motherhood values and the type of mum that you want to be, and this helps guide how you'll be with your kids and implement the parenting strategies that you choose to. We then moved on to parenting plans, where you create a plan and a strategy for how you'll address the problems that you've been facing in your family. And this is then based on the type of mum that you want to be and how you want your children to remember you as. Last week was family rules because kids don't know what they don't know. And we have to be clear on the family rules before going to use a discipline strategy. And these are based on what you want to achieve through the parenting plan. And today we have family meetings where we wrap up all of that information and we communicate it to our children. When we talk about the family rules in a family meeting, it's in a non-emotive environment. You know, no one's stressed or crying or angry at someone. We're calm and we're connected. When we talk to our kids in a calm environment, they are more likely to hear us, understand us and give their feedback and input on the rules. This is part of the calm family strategy. So that's the end of this episode and this four-part series. So go out and put your family meeting into action. I'd love to hear how you go with the process. So please feel free to email me at heather at blissedoutmums.com.au. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you have accessed it. Farewell for now. I will see you in the next week's episode. Happy parenting and bye for now.